the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome on, welcome all to the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm not Bruce, I'm Jack Windsor. I'm honored to fill in for the Bruce Hooley, who we continue to pray for and expect God's healing and full recovery. Thank you for choosing us, and uh, here in just a moment, we're going to talk about choosing life with respect to Ohio Issue 1. But first, I want to tell you about the legacy on possumrun.com. Are you getting married this year yet and still scrambling to find a venue? Or maybe you're a planner and you're already looking into 24 or 25. Go to the legacyonpossumrun.com. Find out what everyone is raving about. 20,000 square feet, three uniquely gorgeous spaces. The calendar's on the line. You can check pricing and book a tour. Leave the guesswork aside. Go to the legacyonpossumrun.com and uh, either book your tour or sign up for the next scheduled group tour. The Legacy on Possum Run, your legacy begins here. Now, speaking of legacy, Scripture says that a wise man not only provides for his children, but his children's children. And uh, I'm probably not saying anything that the gentleman who I'm honored to have on the line with me right now, his name is Brian Williams, doesn't already know. Um, Brian Williams, first of all, thank you for carving out time, and uh, thank you for what you're doing, and welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be able to talk to you about some important matters for Ohio and just glad to share some time with you this morning. Thank you. And just uh, first things first, um, you're at Hope City. Is that correct? Is that is that That's where you're correct. Stu- I'm the yep, senior pastor of Hope City House of Prayer for the past 12 years. Outstanding. So husband, father, and uh, I understand you have six kids. Is that is that right? You are wrong. I have seven. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we actually just had a newborn about a month and a half ago, so our website hasn't been updated, so i got to change that. I just saw that the other day myself. I said, we got to add the new one to the uh, to the bio information. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, children thank are you, thank a, you. a blessing. And I'll tell you what is a blessing. Uh, I received a letter signed by, looks like, over 100 pastors and community leaders. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't I don't want to try to frame the conversation. I, I want you to explain to our listeners what this letter is and uh, why you're running point on it. Right. Well, again, just thank you so much for, for giving a platform to talk about the issue of life, and especially about State Issue 1, uh, which is on the November ballot here in Ohio. So, yeah, this letter um, is a bipartisan letter uh, from pastors all over the state of Ohio who are African-American. And so that's what's unique about this is that historically, uh, if you look at statistics, about 90 percent plus of African-Americans vote democratically. But as people of faith, we understand there are many things that, you know, are not in alignment with that that platform. And so I personally, as a a, not only as a pastor, as an African-American man, as a father of seven children, felt 
I should really just blow a trumpet and get the word out to my pastor colleagues and through a series of conversations that we were able to have off the record over the past several months, it kind of culminated with us putting together this letter to make a joint statement reflective of, again, people from all different spectrum, parts of the spectrum, politically, even a little bit theologically, but just have a united voice against this radical pro-abortion amendment that they want to enshrine into the Ohio Constitution. So that's the basis for the letter. Okay. And so in the letter, we, we deal with Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood and yep. her history, uh, which even by Planned Parenthood has been acknowledged to be a racist origin story. Yep. Um, so yeah, we just dive into that. And that letter, by God's grace, has been spread out through the media. It's been picked up by quite a few national media outlets and your show as well. Just so thankful for you guys letting this message of life get out there. So let me, well, first of all, you're, you're extremely welcome. Um, I want to, I want to dive into a few points. Uh, the letter is chilling one statistic yeah. in particular, but and I want to get to that. But first there's still a lot of a, a, a there's a big scuffle still about what issue one is and isn't. I've read it. I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I've talked to some and it's very clear to me that this would allow abortion up to birth for, quote, health reasons, which case law says can be uh, really for matters of convenience, particularly when you get abortion doctors involved from Planned Parenthood. It would also allow minors to gender transition and abort children without parental involvement. Is that message getting out to the masses? And uh, are the pastors who have signed this this letter, do they see that that's really what's going on here? Well, you, you bring up an, an incredible point. Yeah, you know, the language of this amendment is very ambiguous. And so if you don't have a trained eye or aren't aware of how, you know, law could be interpreted, then, yeah, these things would slide right in under your nose. And so the message is not getting out there. And that's what, again, we're trying to raise awareness that this amendment on the surface to the untrained eye uh, appears to be kind of just more of the same of how we've always done things in Ohio. But the language is very specific and calculated. And, you know, you got to understand American history. You know, there's been many pieces of legislation and amendments that using very, you know, carefully chosen words have opened the floodgates to many different things that kind of catch the public by surprise when they go into law. So you're exactly right. The gender transition, the parental consent issue comes into play. And then, again, in the language of this amendment, there's this phrase about fetal viability, which, again, that's an ambiguous term. Even in the medical community, they don't have an agreed upon, you know, kind of term of gestation that is considered viable. And then this amendment gives doctors the autonomous authority to decide uh, mm-hmm. if they want to abort a baby up to nine months on their actual due date, wow. which is just insane. And yeah. so, yeah, we have to raise awareness of this and uh, thankful for all the groups out there who are doing a great job trying their best to get the word out. So, uh, yes, this would allow abortion up up to birth, uh, past the, the point of pain where a child can feel pain. And um, 80% of Americans would, would disagree with that. The challenge is, do they really understand it? So thank you for what you're doing. This is a really hard one. Um, you talk about how this is a moral issue and a life or death issue particularly for the black community. Uh, Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, so in the state of Ohio, about 48.4, if I'm not mistaken, 48.4% of all abortions in Ohio, according to the most recent data, was performed on black women. Mm. And African-Americans represent roughly 13% of the population. 
And so you clearly see a disparity there. Um, and so the reason why we framed that letter and stated that it's a life or death issue is because this is the future of the African-American population. But again, I don't want to just limit it to African-Americans, right. to the future of America. Yep. Um, but again, when you connect the dots historically to Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood's very strategic marketing strategy and, you know, you know, propaganda machine, um, there's very clearly an emphasis on minorities that they are after and for so many reasons that we could spend hours talking about. But bottom line is we have basically seen through the uh, facade of what it is and want to just expose that because the future of not only African-Americans, but the future of America is at stake. And so we just we have to do everything we can to confront this this misinformation campaign and shine light on what the actual facts are. And I, I, I respect what you said, that this is about the future of America and all of our children. But it, but I have to go back to this because it's alarming. Twenty million black children yeah. have been killed in the womb between 1973 and uh, up to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And here's the scary part about that. Traditionally, that has been at about 20 weeks. This proposed yeah. amendment would make that pathway to abortion even wider. It's terrifying. Absolutely. So, yeah, but, you know, in Ohio, Ohio's in, if you don't mind, I yeah. just want to share this really quickly. Yes. Ohio is kind of in an in-between moment because many people remember the heartbeat bill, which was passed through our legislature, but it was blocked by a, a, a judge. Mm-hmm. Um so here's what's going to happen if this amendment is added to the Constitution. This will be enshrined in the Constitution, so there will be no more opportunities for things such as what we call the heartbeat bill. I mean, this is literally going to guarantee abortion access, as they term it, reproductive freedom. But up to the point of, of, of birth, if the doctor decides that they want to do that because the mother is feeling stressed out, has mental health. I mean, of course, there's serious medical complications, but again, the term the health of the mother can be used to describe, especially nowadays, mental health, financial status. Yep. There is no clear-cut definition on what that even means. And so, yeah, I mean, 20 million African-American babies have been aborted since Roe v. Wade, and that number is only going to increase, as you said, if yep. we expand abortion access and opportunities in Ohio. And again, hopefully, other- oh, Brian, I'm sorry, we're we're out of time. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, do you want to do you want to stick on the other side of this break? Can you stay with me? Sure. All right. Come back. Happy Thursday and welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm honored to be joined by Brian Williams. He is a husband, father of seven, founder and senior leader at Hope City in Columbus, Ohio, and he is spearheading an effort that includes over 100 African-American pastors and community leaders across party lines all around the state of Ohio who are speaking out against the radical proposed constitutional amendment, also known as Ohio Issue 1. Um, Brian, thank you for staying with us on the other side of the break. I know you were uh, you were getting through one of the points, and uh, I cut you off. Do you remember where you were, and, and do you want to finish your thought before, before we, I so rudely cut you off to go to break? Oh, no, I totally understand. I just get real passionate, man, and get going. But, uh, yeah, I was just making the point that in Ohio, 
Um, what's really significant right now is that there are many other states that are watching what happens in Ohio. And so our motivation is also to send a message to the other states around this nation that if people of faith and people of really just good, clear conscience would stand up and let their voice be heard and then show up to vote, that these type of radical uh, agendas will not prosper. I believe there's still enough good people in America to to be a resistance to this. And so, yeah, I mean, I just I feel the weight of that on a, on a national level, that this is not something that we're going to just, you know, vote one time about. And it's going to go away. So we really have to rally the troops. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that is a bit discouraging and not to take away from the positivity, I think there are good people. I think there are people who, when they are awakened to what really is in here, will be stirred and moved to do the right thing. But I think a cautionary tale would be uh, Michigan. And if any, if our listeners yeah. are aware, Prop 3 passed there last year. And now there are about 11 pieces of legislation that are undoing uh, everything from, uh, you know, uh, limited abortion to abortion, health care protections to parents' rights. So we really need to to pay attention. Uh, Brian, it, it may be unfair to ask you this because I'm sure at Hope City um, your flock is aware and engaged. But in Columbus, uh, I think Columbus is a good microcosm of the state of Ohio. What is the culture like on this issue? What are you hearing? Yeah, I think Columbus is a microcosm of of our state as a whole. I think in Columbus, there is quite a wide array of different views. Now, of course, we have a pretty liberal um, political scene here, and so there's that group. But there's also a lot of moderate or conservative people in this city. So I think, really, I kind of catch all different angles. I don't think there's any one predominant view. I do believe that typically the media, especially social media, which is more – often the younger generation uh, kind of driving traffic on social media, that that demographic is much more um, liberal in their thinking on topics like abortion. So, uh, and at the end of the day, it just really boils down to who shows up to vote. I think one of the issues that we have across the country is voter turnout. Yep. So if you are a person who's pro-life and wants to see this amendment blocked, then you just really have to show up posting on Facebook and t- on Twitter or X as it's now called or Instagram it's wonderful to raise awareness, but it really does ultimately boil down to the election. So I just want to drive that home. It's not too late to register. you got a few days, but November 7th is where it all counts. That's right. And I, I believe early voting uh, begins, uh, gosh, next Wednesday already. Yeah, um, yep. So you're what, right. what you're doing is, is super important to get the message out. You mentioned social media. You know, my heart breaks. I have a friend who is a, an educator, a professor at The Ohio State University, and uh, she's probably a little more libertarian in her views uh, than than a Democratic or even Republican. And like a lot of Republicans, she thinks that women should have a choice. Now, I, I don't say all Republicans, but there is certainly a faction in the Republican Party of women who say, you know, I want the right to choose. But I guess what breaks my heart about her is that she was registering voters at Ohio State yesterday and is adamant that issue one should pass. But you know what? She does not believe. Because the mainstream media has has programmed her to believe that that issue one will simply protect a woman's right to health care, that it will make sure that, quote, an abortion ban, end quote, is lifted in Ohio. And so we definitely have our work cut out for us. Let me ask you this. I know this is kind of on the spot. In addition to our listeners just voting no, first of all, let me ask this. Where can they see your letter? Because I think it's a compelling letter. Is there a place that they can grab that online? 
Yeah, they can. They can go to ChooseLifeOhio.org. Um, ChooseLifeOhio.org. And once you go to that home page, there's a button right there that says Ohio Faith and Community Leaders Joint Statement, and that letter will pop up with the names of the uh, pastors as well. So I would recommend if you are a churchgoer that you print that out, if your pastor's name is not on that list, that you submit that letter to your pastor, schedule a time and have a conversation um, because that pulpit is an honor and that's an honor that needs to be backed up by preaching the truth and doing the right thing. And then uh, Brian, are there, are there opportunities for our listeners to plug into the movement uh, to do something other than vote? Uh, Can they get engaged to get out and, and talk to people? Is there a collective movement that they can join here on this effort? Right. I mean, that is one of the things that we are working feverishly on behind the scenes. So again, on ChooseLifeOhio.org, there's a couple other helpful links. One is for, if you know a person who's contemplating abortion, there's a link to an agency there that can help with that. Um, If you'd like to just be supportive to parents who are, you know, making that tough decision, there's links to some of those opportunities. And then for people of faith who, like myself, believe in prayer, there's a there's a prayer guide on there that it's a six week prayer guide that actually began back in September all the way up through election, and we're going to just be continuing to add helpful resources for people to get connected and and in different ways show their support. So just stay tuned to ChooseLifeOhio.org. Also, uh, Protect Women Ohio is is the official no campaign on this issue. So you can follow Protect Women Ohio. They've got another. Uh, list of resources and opportunities to get involved. And of course, the Ohio Right to Life organization in Columbus, the Greater Columbus Right to Life organization. If you look those organizations up, there are so many opportunities for people to let their voice be heard in other ways in addition to voting. Outstanding. Uh, I've got about a minute here, and I just want to I want to give you the floor. You've provided tremendous a tremendous amount of information and insight as to why you're passionate about this, both as a, a faith leader and a faith leader in the black community. Uh, a minute, what would you like our listeners to know? Well, I think I wanted to just comment on your, your friend, the professor at the Ohio State University, and that mindset that uh, a woman's right to choose needs to be protected. As an African-American, I am a descendant of slaves. And during the abolitionist movement, as well as during the civil rights movement, there were many sincere white people who personally did not support slavery, but would not vocally oppose it. And they treated African-Americans as property. Um, The way that that conversation, a woman's right to choose, typically goes is the baby is the woman's property. And I just want to say that that baby is not the woman's property. By medical definition, once something has a a heartbeat, it is alive. The definition of death is the ceasing of a heartbeat. And so as early as 21 days, babies have heartbeats. And so it's not so much about a woman's right to choose. It's about a baby's right to live. And under our Constitution, every human being, whether they're three weeks old or 98 years old, should have the right to live. So I just want to push back at that idea that it's just about a woman's right to choose. It's about a baby's right to live. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. That is a message that I hope is loud and clear and goes out to the masses. It is A baby is not a woman's property after that baby has a heartbeat. It is a baby. It is a child. And uh, I believe it's yeah. the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution that says equal access to justice under the law. 
And uh, yeah. you just hit the nail Absolutely. on the head, brother. He is Brian Williams. He's founder and senior leader of Hope City in Columbus, Ohio. I hope you'll check out HopeCity614.org um, and make it over uh, to their church uh, to hear from Brian and uh, his team of faith leaders. Brian, thank you for carving out time today to join us on The Bruce Woolley Show. No, thank you, and I pray much success, and for Bruce as well, for a quick recovery. Amen. I second that. Uh, it's He's Brian Williams. Uh, thank you again, Brian. Uh, listen, stay tuned. Uh, I can't believe we're coming up on the second hour here uh, on Thursday of The Bruce Woolley Show. We'll be joined by GOP U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino at uh, 1235. Uh, but stay tuned for more of The Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.